outside. We couldn't see it from our vantage point. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the fifth and final OVP Hall of Fame bite for the 2018 class. Whew. I am Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. We just ran in here. The Hall of Fame just ended. Yep, finally. It's been Whew, going on for a week long. now. About a week? Yeah. We're here for the legacy inductees, everyone's favorite, or at least Quinn's favorite. My favorite of the year. Yes, we are here to run down in brief, of course, because we don't have too much to say about most of these guys. The 2018 legacy inductees. And before we get to that, I just want to remind you, in case you're stumbling upon this on YouTube. Right. Um, what is this? Why are these guys wearing white shirts? You know, we don't have our ties and coats on. We're disheveled here after this long ceremony. I mean, after that Goldberg Ooh, thing. Oof. God, everyone left. We left, you yeah, know, with everyone else. Well, we had to go do this. <sighs> it, was, it, was, it was treacherous. And yeah. uh, so in case you're wondering, who are these two guys? What, why does one of them look like Vince Russo? That'd be Quinn over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we do is every single Monday, we host a retro wrestling podcast, and it's a weekly dose of... Of the retro goodness, the 80s, the 90s, and more from WWF, but also WCW, ECW, the territories. We covered just about everything. It's a little bit of a grab bag, Michael. I would say the same about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame Um, certainly is. I mean, do you feel that it's necessary for us to cover the Hall of Fame? Because, I mean, this is our bag, right? This is our bag. this This is... This is our WrestleMania, if you think about it. This is our WrestleMania. This is where we get to talk about the retro in the current. Right. You know, they're relevant right now. Yeah. And I just want to remind you, if you you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to join our Facebook discussion group. It's the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast discussion group on Facebook. It's a great place. We welcome everybody. You don't need to be some kind of expert on wrestling, but if you are, that's fine, too. Yep, yep. We, we, we welcome everyone, and we, do. we love it. I, we, it's a place where you can talk about the old wrestling all year, yep. not just at Hall of Fame time. That's right. And if you happen to be listening on our normal audio feed, you can check out the video version. We have exclusive video content. And like I said, be sure to stay tuned. Subscribe, if you haven't, for Monday, episode number 77 of our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, we'll be delving into our normal retro goodness. Yeah. Uh, but for now, Quinn, I believe we have a graphic to be uh, going on the video scope right here. Oh. For you video viewers. There it is. It's the Legacy Class, and we're going to run them down. We did this last year. We did a whole series on the Hall of Fame last year. And uh, this year, it's a, it's a little bit different, a little less <laughs> familiar, I'd say. Well, not that last year was very familiar. <laughs> there was I some mean, Farmer Burns. The iconic Farmer Burns, Farmer yes. Burns became a legend on this show after that. <laughs> he did. He joined the, uh, the OVP lexicon. Yeah, the anals. The, uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Send your postcards directly to him. So let's start, Quinn, with Boris Malenko. Uh, you mean Boris Malenko? Yes. Now, this is the guy that you might know, if, if, unless you're a real aficionado, you might know him as the guy that Chris Jericho made fun of during his feud That's with his really son. That's really all I know of him, and I don't... Well, he wasn't even on TV during that feud because wasn't he making fun of his dead dad? Yeah, Boris Malenko died in 1994, and he was a um, he was a wrestler. Let me put it that way. I don't know that he was one of the most notable wrestlers ever. I think his biggest claim to fame for the more modern fan would be being Dean Malenko's dad. Right. From uh, what I understand. Allegedly, he held numerous NWA championships. I'm sure he did. I know yeah. that he's from New Jersey. Oh, really? Yes, he is. Did you know his name's Lawrence Simon? No, I didn't. Are you <laughs> reading Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, 
where we're at now with the Hall of Fame, we have been for what the last decade or so. Uh huh. Where it's not really the WWE Hall of Fame. A, it's more of Vince McMahon embracing quote unquote wink mm-hmm. wink all different facets and aspects. I don't of see a wrestling past. Like I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, so in that regard, sure, let's put him in. You know what I mean? He sure. was like he's the guy that birthed. That, uh, that gave us uh, Dean Malenko, and that's yeah. a good thing. And oh. Joe Malenko, don't forget. Well, nobody cares about nobody him. Nobody cares about Joe Malenko. But he, I mean, I get... The I, Frank Stallone of uh, the my, Malenko family. Yeah, from my understanding about Boris Malenko, uh, just to be brief, is that he was kind of a legend in the territories or something. I guess so. I really uh, am not familiar with him other than he was down in Florida, and I think yes. big time in um, Sabu's dad's territory. Right, the Florida connection. Um, I was told once by somebody that the reason ECW went down there was Boris Malenko. Hmm. Was that was like the connection, like that, and that's why how Dean got involved with them. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. ECW did have syndication on I think the Sunshine Network in the right. mid nineties. We're early for them if you think that's about it. One of, actually, Florida was one of their first like expansion territories outside of Philly. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know the, the Boris Malenko connection there. Right. Because I, I forget where it was. I was asking on Twitter one day when I was watching some, all of them and people were like, oh, that was because of Boris Malenko. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I have on him. I don't really know what else yeah. to say about Boris Malenko other than I guess that's cool that he, he was in there. He sure was a Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to Cora Combs. Uh, I had never heard of her. Sorry yep. if you're offended by that, anyone out there, but I've never heard of Cora Combs. From what I understand, uh, she was a female professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would think you would have to be that or a manager or something to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, apparently, she was the last survivor of the Billy Wolf or Wolf Fay. Oh, yes, the Billy Wolf troop. He was the guy that was married to Mildred Burke. Yes, and I've heard he's a real asshole. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He was one of those promoters, I guess, that was kind of a dick. You know, it was a yeah. shock, I know, yeah. that a wrestling promoter was unsavory in right. the 50s or whenever the hell this was. Yeah. I don't know that she was really notable, and I think she's probably, if I had to wager a guess, she's probably only in there because uh, of the women's revolution, and you got to get a woman in at all yeah. times. I did um, think it was weird that she, picture she was called Lady Satan at one point. Well, that's a very endearing name, don't yeah, you think? That's really odd. But she looked like a um <laughs> she could have been like a, a handsome woman on, on some fifties TV show. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> I don't know much about Cora Combs. I don't know if she's related to honeycombs or anything like that. <laughs> well, Hair but comb. you know what I do know is yeah, that she was ahead. a four time United States women's champion. What let's how do check you out the lineage there. What even is that belt? Well, is that, is, that's literally the the like secondary tier women's title. <laughs> I'm gonna run down the lineage for you right now. How folks. many people are there? Like her and some other person? Yeah, there's like eight people, and it was so <laughs> infrequent. Here we got Cora Combs. Give me the dates, just because. Uh, 1967 at a house show, she reportedly won the title after a series of elimination matches. <laughs> So uh, basically Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, I wonder if that took place in Rio. And yeah. then it was vacated in 1967 or 68. However, Quinn... <laughs> or maybe. Mae Young won it in July of 1968. Man, I, that's when she was like retiring. She, <laughs> that, in She's on a downturn at that yeah. point, right? And then it was vacated again for no reason. And then Betty Nicoli uh, won it in August of 1970. Who? I don't know. And then it was vacated again in 1970. Okay. And then Ann Casey, of course, right? They love Ann Casey. The, the living legend, <laughs> Ann Casey. She won it in December of 1974 by defeating Tony Rose. 
Who? Who? And then, oh, Joyce Grable, not to be confused with Judy Grable, the earlier Grable. Oh, okay. The, Were they a tag team at some point? You no, think? Uh, Joyce, I think, took her name. Oh, she inherited yeah, the, Grable, the Grable Empire. The great Grable Empire. Yeah, including wrestling. Betty Grable, maybe. Yeah. What about Mabel Grable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is all we've got for you tonight, folks. Uh, Joyce Grable. This is why the legacy is <laughs> yes. fun, because we just poke fun at it, and it's weird and stupid. If you're getting heated and offended over there, you better turn this off now, because I don't know how much better it's going to get. I mean, let's be fair here. Nobody knows who this is. Dave Can't, Meltzer does. Yeah, other than Dave Meltzer. Yeah, Dave Meltzer. And Stu Hart, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I wrestled a tiger, tiger. And he's not around to know this anymore. <laughs> no. so. Even if he was around, I don't know if he'd yeah. know this. Joyce Grable won it in December of 1978 in Amarillo, Texas. Then it was vacated in 1978. Like, when? <laughs> she won it in December. <laughs> and then <laughs> Princess Littleheart won it in... <laughs> Is that a midget, ladies wrestler? It sounds like October of 1980. <laughs> Winona Littleheart. <laughs> Who cares? Are you going to do a deep dive now into Winona Littleheart? Uh, absolutely not, but she wrestled until 1988, and she good was... Good lord. Uh, was she ever in WWF? Yes, yeah. she was oh, in uh, the late 70s and the early mid-80s. She feuded with Moolah, because who didn't? Yeah, I mean, who else do you feud with? And Judy Martin, so that's great. Uh, oh, Judy Martin, we yeah. know her. She was around for a million years. Yeah, guess what? She was also the next champion. November of 1980, Judy good Martin lord. won it. And then it was vacated in 1980. Judy Martin. Is she related to Dean Martin? I've always so. wondered that. Yeah. Uh, there's something about her name that sounds yeah. like she's like she's his important. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final champion, Quinn, in September of 1986. What? This was still going? Misty Blue Simmons. Oh! <laughs> I don't know, but she was trained by Killer Kowalski. Well, the trainer of Triple H as well. <laughs> she wrestled at WCW in 1991. What the hell? What are we getting into here? Do you here? think this girl knew Triple H? Yes, because uh, <laughs> they trained... Uh, <laughs> in the same dojo there. Yeah. So let's move on to our uh, our next uh, honorary inductee here. It is Dara Singh. Now, is he related to the great Kali in any way? No. Okay. So I'm just asking. Dara Singh was an actor and a politician that I guess wrestled a little bit. And yeah. He's an Indian wrestler. From what I've understood from reading, I actually, this guy I looked up because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And he was an actor a lot more than a wrestler. He was a Bollywood guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So Dara Singh. He, he wrestled Ricky Dozen. Well, a lot of people wrestled Ricky Dozen. But his main claim to fame is he won the world title. He beat Luthez. Didn't Masa Chono even beat Luthez? Listen, everyone's beating Luthez, <laughs> but I'm just saying. He beat Luthez. Well, I guess that's something. So he was an Indian wrestler. I'm assuming he's in because he's an Indian wrestler and they're on the big push with India. Saudi Arabia. But he's, not, and, he's no, from but, India, not Saudi but, Arabia. But also India, Jinder Mahal, Quinn. Oh, right. Don't hinder gender. Don't hinder gender. So I, I'm assuming that's an embracing of yes. that. Gender's the next generation. Exactly. <laughs> Way down the line yeah. in generations there. I don't know much else about him. This is the first I've really heard of his name. I'll yeah. be honest there. Uh, I've briefly actually heard of him. Because well, I remember seeing weird pictures of an Indian wrestler guy. Right. Like, when they were just vaguely be like, all over the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, he was a guy that did stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much what in we're wrestling. amounting to. Yeah. This is great journalism, isn't but it? But you know what's funny is that he was in the Dave Meltzer Hall of Fame a long time ago. Good lord, but you in know, 1996. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is already in the Dave Meltzer Hall of Fame. I, I really Did you hope, know that? I really hope that's true. What? 
that that Nakamura is already in it. He is. That's he went re- in like three years that's ago. Ridiculous! You have to at least stop wrestling first. <laughs> no, what you, is he? Apparently, you don't. The fans vote on that. That's not even him. What is Daniel Bryan in the Dave Meltzer Hall of Fame? Also, no, he didn't have a good enough match. So let's move on, Quinn, to uh, a name that I do recognize. Doesn't mean I care, but I do recognize. Yes. El Santo. The Santo. Yeah, the Santo. That's Spanish for the Santo, which yeah. means the saint right. in English. Uh-huh. And El Santo. Yeah. I'll be respectful first. Okay. okay. If, you, if you're talking globally and, mm-hmm. and we step outside our United States brains here. Okay. Which I don't do, but let's pretend that we do. In right? wrestling, you In don't. wrestling, yeah. Yeah, in wrestling. <laughs> Apparently, from what I understand... El Santo is like probably pound for pound the most famous wrestler with you know I've in, heard top in his three. country yeah yeah there's like a, a He's trio of people or something Ricky Dozen I think is up there and El Santo is Mexican obviously and he was really the one that I'm not saying he's the first luchador he wasn't but he was one of the flat out originators of Mexican wrestling in that right. regard the mask mm-hmm. he became a cultural icon in Mexico yep. and he wrestled until the early 80s and Good he Lord. died in 84 he never took his mask off until his last TV appearance a week before he died. What? He, he, wait yeah, a second. Yeah. He, wait, I thought you're never supposed to take your mask off, period, in he the Mexican was, wrestling culture. He was kind of, he did it spontaneously. He was kind of like, all right, I'm done. You know, took his mask off on a talk show he was on. What? <laughs> died a week later. Did, he must have known he was going to, like, pass away, I right? No. And then... Um, he was buried with his mask. That was his request. Wow. He had a trademark silver mask, but I mean, they made movies out of him and comics out of him in Mexico, Do you obviously. you think he was like on El Wheaties and all that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like in the Mexican yeah, version. He was on the El Wheaties box. Yeah. El Boxo del Wheaties. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah I, I bet he was he, was I, he on, had to be he was right? on whatever cereal they fucking eat down there he was on it you I'm know? serious like, yes I, I was just joking about the El Wheaties but he had to be like if if you're tell, talking about the icon that he is like he must have been like a big fucking deal let's he was. put it that way he, he was probably the only equivalent that we probably have in terms of pop culture transcendentalism uh, Bruce Jenner no, that's transgenderism. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> would be would be um Quinn's really on a roll today. <laughs> would be Hulk Hogan in the in the eighties. Right. I'm talking for us Americans. I'm not even comparing him before you write in Dave Meltzer. Or <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know he's just <laughs> watching this show. Oh, definitely. Or Steve Austin in the late nineties. Right, yeah. Someone like that, where it's a wrestler that really just pounced out of the bubble of wrestling right right but on an even larger scale where i think there's statues of him and shit in mexico what in his hometown what about ray mysterio senior i don't think he matters why not no one cares it's not like ray's uncle it's not even his dad (laughs) i don't know it's real there there is a a big three though is it like blue Blue demon Demon or something let's look it up now mil mascarez or something mil mascarez yeah so he's he's even Bigger than both of them. And we uh, hate Mil Mascaras. But they're his peers, right? Those are his, they're his peers, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he was, uh, look, again, considering the criteria now of the WWE Hall of Fame, especially the legacy inductees, mm-hmm. sure, I, he's deserving. he should definitely I, be in. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, the next guy, though, <laughs> he was the <laughs> Hiro Matsuda. Now, the okay. reason, you know, I think we're laughing is because we know him as the weird, like, Tokyo Corporation or whatever that bought the Four Horsemen or whatever the fuck that storyline was in what the is, late 80s. 
what did he rename them to? I can't remember. I got to look this up now. He did change the name Yamasaki Corporation <laughs> in 1989. I know everyone hated that from what I understand. <laughs> but Doesn't that's kind good. of actually, if you think about it in a weird way, that was like relevant to 1989 with like the Japanese buying stuff and yeah. changing it. It's true. You know, he was uh, also notable for uh, being one of the people that trained Hulk Hogan. Uh, he was known as a stiff trainer. I know that. I know. I think he broke Hogan's leg. I wonder if he was he, one of those. Yeah. Trainers. You know, I know he trained Hogan. I wonder if Yamasaki means like horse or something. Why don't you look that up? I'm going to go on a little side just, note just here. As a, just go out ahead. of curious. Yeah. yeah. Just out of curious. Uh, I don't understand, but I, this is why, you know, I never trained to be a wrestler, so I can't speak for this, but I don't get that mentality of, hey, wrestling's not real. So I'm going to hurt you for real to teach you about wrestling. Right, right. Do you get that? Is it just to prove that they're for real about wanting no, to do it or something? I, I, I think that's part of it. But I, I was actually talking with someone today about like Japanese wrestling and that mentality. I think it's just rooted in the sport. Like it's a sport to them. It is. And it, it's like you much said, more serious. You're working hard. You know, they, they, they just work that hard style. I right. don't think it's. I don't think they're trying to dissuade them as much as like, no, this is how we fucking do it. Like, right, right, like right. It's like, so you got to take hits like because we hit each other as hard as we can. Okay, so that's it, fair. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of both. It's breaking in and it's also like, if this is going to be your profession. Right. Like, have you ever seen Minoru Suzuki? Yeah, right, uh, right. That guy hits people so fucking hard their chest bleed. Yeah. Like yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Some would say that that's not really what wrestling is supposed to be, you know, and he's yeah. supposed to be working. I know that Brett was trained by a couple of Japanese guys. And he was like, Mr. Hito and Mr. <laughs> yeah. Toyota, they trained me <laughs> and they were hard on me and it was good. The other guys that, um, that Hiro Matsuda trained include, uh, the great Muda. Aha. Uh-huh. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Really? Yeah. Okay. Scott Hall. What? Which that couldn't have been for long, but I, I'm sure he had a hand in it. Lex Luger, which I knew that. Hmm. And, uh, cowboy Bob Orton. Huh. And Ron Simmons. No wonder he was brought in. All these guys knew who he was. Like, right. I guess I guess he was like, he was in that club with that class that of people that came up in the mid 80s. Yeah. Did you, so, did, so, you, yeah. <laughs> did you find out what Yamasaki means? It's I don't know, but there's I know nothing. there's a brand of bikes that have it and Yamas- horses. Yeah. So maybe that's where they were going with it. Maybe that's where they were going with yeah. it. You want to move on to the uh, Golden Greek Jim Londos? Yeah. Who? Okay. okay. Well, actually, back to Matsuda. Yeah. Do you care that he's in? It makes um, sense. I get it from the perspective that he trained all these people. Right. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that he was the leader of the four horsemen for a minute. Well, right. For a minute. <laughs> yeah. A well, a poorly received minute. Right. It's one of the golden Greek here, Jim Londos. Now, this is another one of these freaking guys that I know the name and I know that he was supposed to be very important. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it that way. Let's say this. He was born in the 19th century. He was. He was born in 1897. Yep. Died in 1975, and he was one of these guys that came into wrestling after, but not long after, it became kayfabed. Uh-huh. I think it started to become kayfabed in the early, maybe the 20s or so. Well, his debut was in 1917. So, all right, so he was right on the cusp. Yeah. Where wrestlers were wrestlers. Yeah. I'm talking your Strangler Lewises and your Farmer Burns is that and the, things is like that. Is that the post-spitball era, 1917? The I don't know. post-spitball era. <laughs> yeah. In, in baseball. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's right before the Black Sox scandal. Yeah, okay. If you want to get really, I'm just I'm just trying to here. give some context to his the time where he debuted. <laughs> I, I mean, this is a guy that retired in 1946. Joe, <laughs> this is like the kind of guy that Jesse the Body would like allege that Gorilla was. 
That's true. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yes. So he was one of these guys that was a, a big deal. He he for his period of time. He was a well known name. I don't I cannot relate. Okay. I have no attachment to him. I never saw him wrestle. I understand he was a huge draw mm-hmm. where he wrestled and during his time. In the thirties, it says. He In was the at 30s. his height of his popularity there. Yes. With that, I wonder if he uh ran into Farmer Burns down the line. <laughs> I mean, th- that would be a friggin' That's amazing. a rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah. If you're born in that time, I think you have to run into did, Farmer Burns. Did you know that um, Jim Londos was uh, honored by both United States President Richard Nixon and King Paul of Greece for his <laughs> philanthropic? Philip- I did not know I can that. never say that word. I know. Philanthropic? Philanthropic, yes. Efforts. No, I didn't. Nixon? Yeah, Nixon. Is Nixon a crook? He may be a crook. <laughs> but he may not be a crook. I'm not a crook. Nixon. Nixon. Uh, so that's him. Yeah, he should be in. It's great. I don't care. Uh, should he? Yeah. I guess he had the world heavyweight title, it says. So. He's, he's the Greek version of El Santo. Yeah. All right. You know what the thing is about, by the way, just about having the world heavyweight title back then? It's yes. like there's like seven wrestlers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, there's like seven jobbers. well-known ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like everyone had it. His finisher, by the way, was the arm bar or the Boston Crab. Arm bar. Arm bar. It's, it's kind of funny that Boris Malenko is on there with <laughs> Jim Lundos and the Chris Jericho connection with yeah. the arm bar. There you go. You want to move on to Rufus R. Jones, Michael? Sure. Rufus Freight Train Jones? Yep. I don't know too much about him. Do you know anything about him? I really I, don't. I saw him in um, on the World Championship Wrestling Show yes, a couple you're times. Right, you're right. I've seen him there. That's, um, that's where I've seen him. That's pretty much all I know, but yeah. I think he was, like, when I saw him, he was, like, pretty much a jobber by that point. He was, like, not at his height anymore. Retired in 88, so probably. Yeah. That like, makes sense. He was just kind of, and this was, like, was in, in 83, 84. So I mean, like, like he, yeah, he was, like, kind of just losing to people. Why do you think he's in? Well, I think it's just, you know, it's the equality thing, and, you know, the I've, it, listen, it was tough back then. Like, let's not, let's not. That's a very good point. Like, <laughs> There wasn't a lot of African-American wrestlers. No, there really weren't. Yeah. I mean, think about the color barrier in baseball not being broken until the 40s. Right. In wrestling, it was even tougher, and mm-hmm. it took even longer. Right. And just imagining the the, the climate, you well, know, culturally I mean, and racially at the time. We also know the kind of people we're dealing with here. So. We're dealing with people like Billy Wolf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so... Um, so for enduring and becoming some something of himself. Yeah, he, he won some titles. I mean, he wasn't yep. he wasn't a nobody. I mean, he uh, he was a territory guy. Yep. But I mean, mainly what what's interesting is he won a lot of titles in Mid Atlantic, which was a major territory. Right. That's yeah, um, that's true. Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Championship, Mid Atlantic Tag Team Championship, Mid Atlantic Television Championship, NWA World Tag Team Championship, Mid Atlantic version. Right. I mean, he you know he did it all. Like other than the world title. But right. Right. So, I mean, this guy was no joke. Right. Uh, he was a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out of St. Louis with Sam Mushnick. Okay, yeah, that's a good, so, I mean, that's a good promoter, yeah, too, Sam Mushnick. I, I, I can't, like, I know who he is, mm-hmm. and I've seen him actually wrestle, mm-hmm. so I can't really, like, say he doesn't deserve to be in the legacy. I got you. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Fair enough. Do you know anything about Sputnik Monroe? Nope. I really don't. Uh, all I know is he's named after a Russian satellite. Yeah, Sputnik. Because uh, there's no way that that's not why he's called that. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're because probably nobody right. fucking knows what Sputnik is uh-huh. in America until yep. that. Yep. I think that uh, his the reason he's in, from what I understand, is he is credited with ending segregation in right. sporting events 
in Memphis, Tennessee. That's Interesting. the official line on that. He had the weird hair, the blonde in the middle. That it was, was like Tatanka. That was his gimmick. With blonde. I yeah. wonder if... flamboyant. I've, I was looking at this guy, and you know my weird headcanon with certain stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. but I was actually wondering if, like, the reason he had something on his head, like, at the top mm-hmm. was because Sputnik, it's in space, it's up there, like, I don't know. Only you could come up with that, Quinn. Only uh, yeah. you would go there with that. He looks like a satellite. He looks like an antenna. Yeah, exactly. He looks like he's got an antenna on his head or something. You well, know? I, yeah, no, I, I, I get your line I, of thinking. I'm, I'm actually like legitimately wondering if like that was the gimmick. I don't because that that is a weird fucking haircut. Let's be <laughs> let's be honest. It is a weird haircut. Uh, I have not much to say with him other than sure put him in whatever. You know, he had three children, and one of them was named Quentin. Quentin, Quentin, Quentin. Like, from Grace Under Fire. Ah, Quentin. So we can say that about him. Yeah. What can we say about this guy, Stan the Man Stasiak? World champion, Quinn. WWE champion. This guy is the epitome, the stereotype, the archetype of transitional heel champion. Now, I need to discuss this with you, Joseph. Go ahead. You, the other day, were saying to me that you thought Koloff was kind of like more the epitome of a transitional champion, but I think that this guy Stasiak, yeah, Koloff was a star. Like I didn't call uh, Koloff an epitome of transitional, did I? Yeah, I you didn't did. Mean to. We were having a, it was outside the show, but you were saying this about Koloff. You didn't think he was a big deal or I'm, something. I'm, I'm, they didn't want to give him a long title reign, but Stasiak, they really didn't. I think he held it for nine days off the top of my head. I mean, I can look, but yeah, he barely held it. He was the one that transitioned. Back from Morales to Bruno again. That right. was his purpose of winning it. Right. It was to get it from Morales on that run that he had after he beat Koloff. You know, after watching a lot of those 82 WWFs, yeah. um, you see, you kind of see how guys come and go between the territory. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this was just whoever was the biggest heel on the card in the territory at that very moment where they made the decision to move it back to Bruno? <laughs> And yeah. it was just kind of one of those right place at the right time kind of situations. It might have been. He, I, I think, was he managed by Blassie at the time? Because that would really make sense. If it, oh, Grand Wizard. So that would really make sense to have yeah. the, the heel manager. It was He was probably getting most of the heat was the Wizard. Right. And it's like, this is the Wizard's guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also the guy, Quinn, that gave us the heart punch. Uh, one of your favorite He's also finishers. the guy that gave us meat. <laughs> so we have him to thank. Yeah, we do have him. Dr. Meat or Dr. whatever meat. his name is oh, now. Oh my goodness gracious. So he still follows on Twitter. I know he did for a while. You know, do you, now that I'm thinking of it, we, we just got back from the Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Was uh, Dr. Meat there? I mean, his dad was getting inducted. I have a feeling that he wasn't. <laughs> they barely mentioned the legacies. How, by the just as a weird aside, yes, doesn't Stan Stasiak, just because he, like, for the company, he's like an actual WWF champion yeah. in the lineage, like a legit champ. He won the actual belt. How did they not have, have uh, an actual induction rather than a legacy induction? You know, that's a fair argument you can make there yeah. because, and I'm going to go all the way back to an early guy that was put in from around the same time period yeah. with much less of a of an accomplishment and that would be Baron Mikel Sakluna. Right. He's in. Right. And they, he was a tag champ I think once, but they they've always um put a put ahead their champions. Like their world champions. Yeah. So it's odd that he's just legacy. See the only WWF champion up until like a certain point that's not in. I think he is. Well, 
Is Backlund in? Backlund. I don't think right? Ivan Kolov's in. Are you serious? He might be. I, I think Kolov's in. I'd have to go back to our episode where we went through everyone. But Bruno, Pedro, Graham, they're all in. Yeah. Obviously, Hogan, Andre are all in. Savage is in. Is Kolov dead? I, I, seri- I, I really don't know. Like, Well, let's find out before we move on to our next guy Cause, here. Because if he is, he should be inducted before he passes away. Because that's not... That, 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 that guy is pivotal... Even even if you don't like Stan Stasiak, he's pivotal anyway because like he's one of the early champions. I think anyone yeah. before Hogan is pivotal. I agree. I don't know if he is in. I don't think he's in. I do see that he was in that freaking remember that mass lawsuit in like 2015 where oh, a no. bunch of it, he was in that in 2015. So yeah, maybe that's why he's not in. They gotta do that. They gotta do that before he passes away. Yeah, like I don't seriously, think he's in. yeah. I don't think he's in because he he is. He, uh, to me, oh, he's dead. He just died last oh, year. Remember? Damn it. We actually addressed that on our show. Yeah, because he. Yeah. Like I like him. Like I've seen his work. He's in, good. In, in in NWA, he is a very good talker. He is. He's a pretty good wrestler too. He is. Like he, I, 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 he was fine. I he should be in the Hall of Fame. And he gave us his kayfabe uh, nephew there, Nikita. Right. You exactly. know, and that was fun with Barry Darcy yeah. also. Um. So Stan Stasiak, I think we agree he should be in he as a normal. Be. Yeah, he should be in normal. As much as we think he's like the worst, one of the worst champions. Right. But like, come on. Like pre-Hulk Hogan, like any of those guys are Hall of Famers, period. I agree with you. Yeah. And now our last one, though. This is bullshit. Yeah. That he's only in the legacy. <laughs> because come the hell on here. This is, Yeah, this is ridiculous. And, you know, he's right in the back and he's pissed off. Yes, he's our sponsor. He's been since day one. He's been producing this show since episode one. And that's, of course, his lordship. Yes. Alfred Hayes. Good work. Good work, lordship. Good, good job, lord. Uh, how is he not in the regular? It's so weird. And a lot yeah. of people have been saying that, too. Yeah. How is he not in the regular Hall of Fame? I don't know. Like, I don't I w- why like yeah. how is he not in he's like literally one of the most memorable figures of the rock and wrestling era yeah that like, whole era right yeah like that whole wrestlemania one all that shit and but, and that's not even to mention his actual wrestling career and he had a cool feud with bobby heenan i think yeah. in like the late 70s he was a great heel manager mm-hmm. before that a great talker Yep. Like as a heel, international he was, superstar. He was. He was. He was a competent wrestler. He was a great promo, great mm-hmm. manager, and one of the most fun personalities, beloved personalities yes. from the eighties and nineties. He, he contributed such lines as his axe's eyes are closed, he can't open them. I don't know if I have that on the board here. I oh. used to. Oh no! I think, I, I'll pull it up. But okay, that was you know one of the things that I loved about Alfred Hayes is his team, obviously with Mooney, but I like him on commentary in general. I like him with Tony Schiavone. I like him with Gorilla. Right, right. He's just fun. I think I have that clip here. Hang, hang tight. His eyes are closed. He can't open Yes. <laughs> that, to me, that clip defines Lord That's Alfred Lord Hayes. Alfred's announcing style and right also, there. And also, like you always say, the dual-sit tones of Lord Alfred and Sean Mooney. Yeah, uh, another, I love it. Another team. Well, your lordship, it looks like the gobbledygooker is going to be entertaining the fans. Well, you know, Sean, I love that he comes out there. He dances so marvelously. And also, remember, he was a dirty old man. He was a he dirty old man. He wanted to see Sherry change her nylons or something. There's just something about Alfred where you could never get mad at him. I know? know. Even when he was like grumpy Lord Alfred yeah, yeah. on uh, Donnybrook Theater. <laughs> that was what, his last what, major appearance. What yeah. podcast brings up Donnybrook Theater? Hi. Some people don't even know what the hell Donnybrook Theater is. Look it up, folks. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. He was uh he was a one of a kind because just the accent, the the way he would talk, the, the way, way he would dress. The way he would dress, his turns of phrase, and and obviously on Tuesday Night Titans, he was like the butt of every joke. 
Yep. Everyone fucked with them. Everyone dumped stuff on him. You know yeah, what I mean? He's got stuff in his face and yep. it, it's goofy. And again, another thing we were talking about is commentary, but just his contribution to Coliseum video. Alone. Oh my god, what a warrior. Him and Mooney especially. Yeah. You Warriors. Know, you know, now that I'm thinking of this, if Lord Alfred's in, in a weird way, I kind of want Mooney in just because like that's in that's like a very memorable time. Do you want Mooney in enough that you would sign up for his podcast? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I won't say, but you know I mean it's only two dollars for Think about it though. If yeah. if Lord Hayes is in there, yeah, like Lord Hayes. Yeah, Lord Hayes. <laughs> if Lord Hayes is in there, I mean Mooney and Hayes, they're like they're like a match made in heaven, those they're, two. They're like peanut butter and jelly, but yeah. on, on like soggy wonder bread. <laughs> yeah. But there are soggy wonder there bread. There are so I love them. Yeah. I exactly. do. I uh, I do. I mean I love Lord yeah. Hayes. You know what I really do like about him on commentary for yeah. real? Because you know, I'm I'm like I love commentary and I, right, it matters right. to me. Is he he always puts stuff over? Yeah, and unless like he's with Gorilla and they both decide this match is boring and we're not gonna, you know what <laughs> Which I mean? Which they tend to do they sometimes, do. and I don't blame them for yeah. some of that shit they had to sit through. But <laughs> he's just always he just knows how to be a company man in that spot. And think about how many uh, things like Lord Alfred was present for. Like how yeah. many hours he sat in Stamford and did shit booth. for them? Yeah, seriously. Like he is a trooper. He is deserving. Yep. I mean, especially of the early Vince Jr. WWF. He is mm-hmm. like a pivotal member Absolutely. of that era. He he matters. Uh, yeah. He's at all WrestleManias up to eight. Uh, he might be at nine in the Coliseum exclusives. To I me, can't remember. Yeah. To me, his era begins with the, you know, the, the 80s boom mm-hmm. and ends with the new generation. Like that's, that's like, it. it's like he is that era. He, he was there from the beginning to the end. He left in 95. Right. That's exactly. When let him go. Yeah. And you know, it's sad that he's not around anymore. You know, we joke about him being our sponsor, but it sucks because he died in 2001. He died a long time ago. Was he old? He was, he was old. Yeah. He was yeah. like in his early seventies. Okay. Uh, and I know that he had had a leg or a foot amputated. Right. Due right. to gangrene. Okay. Towards the end of his life. That's but, like an athlete type thing, right? I don't know if gangrene gangrene can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Gangrel especially mm-hmm. can happen to anybody. Well, he's always present. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you do a gangrel impression real quick? <laughs> Check the YouTube version if you, yeah. uh, if you want to see that. Uh, but man, it just sucks that like if he would have been able to hang on for five more years, give or take, when they like started when they getting more stated the Hall of Fame. Yeah, when they started getting more like self-referential about their past, he would have been in in that like oh four like rock and wrestling class. He the might one have that, been like, or we, five. Yeah, we, we inducted into the like best one ever or whatever. Yeah. He would have been because he might have even made it to. The, I think he was alive during the gimmick battle royal, but he was probably old and ill. Yeah, but like during that period of time, they were starting to embrace their past again. Finally, well, they, they weren't competing with those guys that had moved anymore, and they were exactly. like, "Well, they're old now, so yep. we can just acknowledge that they existed." Even though it was weird not acknowledging because yeah. they were their biggest stars only like a couple years. ago. I know it was really yep. weird. So it's just a shame that he he died when he did. I mean, he'd be very old now if yeah. he was alive. Uh, Would he be like a hundred? I think he'd be like ninety or something oh my like that. Goodness. He'd be very old now. Well, Bruno's still alive. Uh, no, good yeah. condition. That's because he's a good condition, yeah. Vince. But uh, I love Lord Alfred, and I wish he was in the regular. But hey, at least he got the legacy. Right. There's nothing stopping them from like promoting him to the regular one day, is there? Are I, they allowed to do that? I don't. They they've never done it, but there's only the been legacy three years yeah. of the legacy, so. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, or maybe induct him like commentary. Like I've I've always said, there should be like 
like they did the four horsemen that one year there mm-hmm. should be like a special thing where they induct um specific like subjects of groups or whatever like commentary like teams. gorilla and bobby yeah. Yeah. Or like a ring announcer. Or, well, ju- or, or just like 80s commentary teams. Like, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. 80s yeah. commentary teams. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So that's our legacy class, folks. I mean, that's uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's some deserving names. I mean, obviously, El Santo and uh, Jim Londos and Stan Stasiak, in my opinion. A bunch right. of people very deserving, without question. And Lord Hayes, of course. Yes, his lordship. And that is finally, Quinn, on that note, that closes out our WrestleMania season. Uh, wow. We, we hope you guys enjoyed this midweek replacement, uh, you know, or midweek little bump here before we finally get back to our normal retro wrestling podcast on Monday. <laughs> so, like I said, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can join the Facebook group right now if you haven't yet. Go to Facebook.com if Mark Zuckerberg is still allowing that. Yeah. And uh, type in <laughs> our vantage point, Retro Wrestling Podcast. Join the group. Quinn or I will approve you. And in the meantime, you can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us and stay tuned for Monday. Episode number 77 is coming out. I can't wait to get out of these clothes, Quinn. <laughs> Me too. It's about damn time. So until next time, hopefully Monday, I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn saying so long from the 2018 Hall of Fame. See ya.